Hey, so we've been having fun all summer long, so uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff, a bunch of stuff on the table here, so it's come, it's come to this. So I got some sheets I'll hand out to you. I'm going to talk about that in a minute as well. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll take one for myself and let Pastor Cheryl find a friend and uh, hand some of those out. So if you missed a few, all of our stuff on Wednesdays, all the family business, it's all online, so you can go back and you can track with some of that. So we started with way back with the big, big picture. How many remember the big, big picture? Started way back in the eternal purpose of God. What's God doing? What's it all about? And so we started way back in why God's doing anything. So we talked about the cosmological purposes of God, the eternal purpose of God, what he wants to do. And then we talked about the vehicle that he's chosen to do that through. So the mission statement of heaven, how many know what the mission statement of heaven is? Anybody know? The earth filled with his glory. How do you know that's the mission statement of heaven? Because I said it, that's not a good reason. No. It's because Isaiah chapter 6, it says in a throne room experienced by Isaiah, and what he saw was there was a constant song, there was a constant declaration, earth filled with his glory. Now, the verse where it says earth is filled with his glory, if you got the authorized version, you'll see that is is in italics. And when you read your Bible, you read the whole Bible, so you even read the beginning where it tells you how to read your Bible, which tells you that anything in italics in your Bible isn't actually in the original text. So if you see something in italics when you're reading the King James Version, it was thrown in by translators to make it more understandable. So really the is, earth is filled with his glory, isn't there. The verse actually says earth filled with his glory. So there's a declaration constantly around the throne of God of the eternal purpose of God, which is to fill the earth with the glory, the goodness of God. Now how is God going to fill the earth with his glory? How is he going to do it? He himself is going to come float down and go, glory. That's actually not how he's going to do it. How is he going to do it? Through the church. And he said that. He said the church is the vehicle through which he's going to use. The earth is the eternal purpose of God. The church isn't an afterthought. The church isn't something that came into manifestation later so that God could do stuff. The church is eternal. And the eternal purpose of God. How many know what the word eternal means? Look it up. It means has no beginning, has no end, always was. So the church was always in the heart and mind of God, a called out community that he would fill with himself that would flood the earth with his glory. So Jesus said, if you come to me and you drink out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And it's this community of heavy drinkers of the Holy Ghost that are going to be the vehicle through which the river of God floods and fills the earth. So it's pretty awesome. So then that breaks it all the way down to church. What is church then? So you got to figure out if that's what God wants to use, what is it? And we know that Jesus is building something. What is Jesus building? His church. So Jesus is building his church. The church is the eternal purpose of God. The church is the vehicle. Like if you were going to be flying to uh, Hong Kong tomorrow, I'd encourage you maybe go somewhere else. But because the difficulty over there right now. But anyways, uh, but if you're flying to Tokyo, anywhere, how many, how many check and see what kind of jet am I on? You know, what am I flying on? What's going on? What vehicle are we using? If somebody said they're picking up tomorrow to drive you to Toronto, you might want to know what car are they driving? Or what are they going to show up on? Ben might show up on his motorcycle and go, wasn't expecting that, you know? But you want to know what is the vehicle? So what is the vehicle that God's going to use to get his purpose in the earth? It's the church. We should understand a little bit about that, should we not? So we talked an awful lot about that, talked about all the outworkings of the church to bring it all the way down to you in the church and what is your role in the church and what is, how has God placed you? Because how do you get placed in the church? Does anybody know? You kind of look up the phone book, try to figure out if there's a church and then you, 
You do what Jedrin did. You go to 20 churches, you do a study and a survey, and you make notes on everything, and then you choose which one you like the best. Right, Jedrin? <laughs> he really did that, you know, but that's pretty interesting. I, I would actually love to do that. I'd love to check out a whole bunch of other ch- I love church. I just love church. I think church is awesome. But, you know, it says that God sets each person in the body as he chooses. So that word set, established, fixed, sometimes you might think you chose it, but you know what? All of that was God himself positioning you and placing you in the body of Christ exactly as he desires. And it's a good thing to know that I'm, I'm where God wants me to be. Some people say, hey, should I go to your church? I say, I don't know, should you? Because, you know, that's something, you got to know it's the placement of God. And when you know that, it's, it's a settling thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I would recommend Impact Church. I really would. It's awesome. I love it. You know, they pay me to say that, but I do love it. But here we are. So we brought it all down to last week. And in the back of your notes there that I gave you, did I keep a copy of that or did I give them all away? I thought I kept a copy, but oh, it is right there. You can keep that one then. On the back page of what I gave you there, how many like pictures? And you were staring at the pictures while I was talking because you just couldn't handle it. You just love pictures. Thank you. Thank you. I, me too. You know, when I go to restaurants, I order the picture. Have you ever ordered the picture and then when the food actually came, you wanted to eat the picture instead? Because the that is that that was that was the picture. Okay, so I like pictures, but uh, but I got verbs we value because we talked about our values and our values are verbs. We as a church, this church right here, Impact Church, we specifically as a church in the multifaceted manifestation of God's wisdom that the church is all across town. We got some specific values. We call them verbs. Verbs we value. The number one verb is enjoy. And we want everything to be wrapped up in good, good, good. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of straitjackets. And in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. So I reckon, you know what, the first thing we should really recognize is smells like fun. Smells like joy. Smells like the presence of God. And it's not just a bit of joy. It's the fullness of joy. And it's not just a bit of joy or some kind of joy. It's the joy of the Lord. It's his joy that he has just poured upon us. It's good stuff. So enjoy is a big deal. If we're not having fun, I have a problem. So I really think there should be a lot of joy, a lot of good stuff. Amen? All right. Jesus was pretty happy. He was anointed with the oil of joy above his brethren. So uh, he's a lot of fun to hang out with. I was talking to him today, and he's in a really good mood. So were you talking to him today? I hear voices. You? His voice, his voice, and my wife's. Sometimes he talks to me through her. Follow, number two is follow. We want people to follow, right? So uh, we don't necessarily expect people to believe everything we believe right away. Because, you know, Jesus didn't say, believe in me. He said, follow me. Follow me and I will make you. So sometimes we follow first and we start going through a journey. And I'm not saying, hey, you got to believe like us or you can't follow. No, Jesus just said, follow. You know what? We make it really uncommon. Come on, follow me. Follow me. And so we encourage people to follow. Sometimes people follow for a bit, you know, before they actually go, hey, uh, I've been following for a bit. And this Jesus you're talking about, I would like to connect. And then they connect. And you know what? You can follow. Sometimes you can follow and connect before you even believe. We've had people follow and become a part of our community and do things. And all of a sudden, they're like, 
hey, I, I want to completely embrace what you believe in. But, you know, a lot of that is Jesus, like, follow me, connect, and then discover. And then we want you to unpack because you got gifts, you got abilities. God uniquely created you and designed you. And every one of us in the body are essential. And it, it's really important that you unpack who you are. And knowing who you are is important so that you can make reasonable connections to other folks. And uh, so you discover what your talents are, your gifts, your abilities, and, and then we want to discover what your talents, gifts, and abilities are too, because we want to place each one in the body as best suits them, as their gifts are, and things like that. And so we want you to enjoy, we want you to follow, connect, and discover, and then we want you to serve, because everybody serves, because you serve what you love, right? Worship the Lord and serve Him only. You can take the snort out, the snort was unnecessary. Worship the Lord and serve Him only. Worship the Lord and, how many know you serve what you worship? You really do. And uh, it says, worship the Lord, serve him only. And so we want to know how you're wired and how God has placed you in the body to serve because we're only going to grow and mature as each part does its work. So equipping ministries are to help equip you for ministry. And so uh, we want you to plug in and serve and then give. We're big on giving. We're, we're a big giving culture. We give a lot to other ministries. We give a lot to ministries in this city and we give a lot to ministries in the world. We build churches in, in other nations and do stuff. And giving is just a great big part of our culture. Generosity is a huge part of who we are. And then invite. Invite. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> but invite, invite is a big How many of you folks are here because somebody invited you? Just you, only one, eh? The rest of you just kind of showed up. So, so, Jedwin, did you invite your wife to come when she came to town? Did you? Did you? You told her to come. You didn't. We're going, we're going here. Get on with it. Our social media is an invite. It's an opportunity. All right. Zach, did you get invited or you just came? You just came. Just came? Ben, you just came? So, we only have one person in the room who was actually invited. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay, all eyes closed, heads bowed. Who was invited here? We got one person who was invited to this church in the room. How brutal is that? Everybody at the altar, repent right now, you miserable things. Okay, oh, that was so awful. It's what? That's why your social media has to be an invite, invitation and an inviting kind of presentation. So are you saying inviting has changed? Inviting is now a social media thing? It's not a, it's not a person-to-person thing? It's a social media thing? Yes, ma'am. So they were invited by God. So you're the only screw-up in the room then. <laughs> Uh, apparently, apparently you just weren't paying attention. Somebody had to invite you. So, okay. Sorry, Caitlin. You're not, you're not a screw up. You're amazing. He did. <laughs> now, now I get it. Now I get it. But we got to invite. It's a big part of our culture. How many have invited somebody to church this week? Oh, Zach's been inviting a lot. He's been very unsuccessful, but, but he's... <laughs> You're successful at inviting. It's good. He's inviting. He invited people to church when he went and ministered in Toronto. He invited people to come. They showed up to the parking lot, didn't get in the building, but it was pretty good, so it's awesome. But, but yeah, invite should be a big part of our call. Invite all the time. Just get wacky about it. So uh, last week we talked about systems. Andy Stanley said your system is perfectly designed to produce the result you were getting. 
So every church has a system. Even if they think they don't have a system, their system is to not have a system. And your system is perfectly designed to get the results you're getting. So if you want better results, you have to improve your system. So what we've done is we've gone, we're going right from the big picture cosmological purpose of God, earth full of his glory, to right down to the very hands-on tangible vehicles of how we're going to begin to implement and manifest the strategies. So last week we talked about our weekend service system, and we talked about our evangelism system, assimilation system, our small group system, our children and youth system, our volunteer system, stewardship system, leadership system, and we talked that all of that as policy and procedures. So uh, let's go. Are you looking at this fine table right here? It, it all begins with that manual right there is our policy and procedure manual. So we have a manual and it's it's like a lot of pages long, and it's updated all the time. In fact, Cheryl, after next week, is going to be spending about two weeks re-evaluating and readdressing. I'm just giving it to you for fun. So, uh, but we got to keep policies. Got to be. It's like a fluid document. It's like a living document because you're constantly addressing things. Because we uh, do church in a place. We do church in a culture, and we happen to live in a very litigious culture. And uh, there are things we have to do to exist here, you know. So we got to be all things to all people to win some. And in this culture, we got to do community well. And so there's some policies, there's procedures, there's things we have to do well. So there's, there's stuff we have, insurances, just things, uh, how we hire, how we do things. We actually have to have HR. We have to, all those things have to be done as a church. And we do all that stuff. We do payroll. We do reporting to the government. We have policies for how we do everything around here and it's all written down and you know what it's all really really important and somebody's got to keep an eye on it somebody's got to watch it somebody has to make sure that we're staying abreast of the legal demands on charities and you know if, if we just stop giving charitable receipts and said skip it all let's just be the church I mean you know, we don't pay taxes because the city lets us be here because we're a charity, so we don't pay. So because we get these breaks on taxes and things like that, they kind of put a squeeze on us. And so there's things we have to do existing this, and we got to do it well. And you got to protect your charitable status and all those things and do things well because we're in a funny spot. You know, somebody can slip in your parking lot and sue us and all those things. So we got to make sure we got a policy for when somebody slips in the parking lot. Anyway, we actually do all that stuff. And you could say, what's that got to do with the glory of God? It's all a part of it. And you know what? Even those things you should do with excellence. You should do all that really, really well. I know some churches that don't exist today because they didn't take care of those details. And you got to make sure you do that well. And we do that. And we do that not just for us, but we do that for a lot of other churches. And we help other churches make sure that they're doing that stuff good. You know what? And you can do it excellent. You can show that you're really wise even in this kingdom. So uh, here we are. All right. So you got, uh, you got, you come, you say hello. The first thing you should always get is a smile when you walk in the door. Like we intentionally greet people. We meet people. We have trained greeters. How many people are, are who's a greeter? You actually greet people. That's what you do. We got one, two, three. See, it's all the happy people. See that? All the smilers. So, because we want people to get a smile right away. So, because when people come, we want them to enjoy. We want them to have a good experience. So, that's why they don't put people like me at the door. Because I don't even know how to smile. Like, it's hard. Like, I try to show my teeth when I smile. It's awkward. And I don't I always wondered why that is. I have a funny lip. I don't know. Anyway, enjoy is a big part of our thing. So we want people to get, uh, interact with us and come quickly and do that. So we have this whole package right here. And so when people are first time guests, we do this on purpose. So these bags are, are designed by a factory in Italy called Gucci. And, uh, 
they are, are made so that people can say, wow, we highly value people who, you know, somebody wandered in here. They could have been anywhere. They could have been golfing. They could have gone to Niagara Falls. They could have gone to the Lion Safari, but they chose to come to Impact Church that day. Pretty special, pretty awesome, and we want to know. We're really grateful you came to worship with us, and you're not a guest. Uh, you're, not, you're not some visitor. You're really special to us. It's incredible that you're here, and we want you to know that we're prepared to receive you and love you, value you, and are really excited that we get to share this time with you. So we want to value that. We give them a little bottle of water because the pastor preaches a long time. They might need water. Kleenex because he might make them cry. And uh, notes, pencil stuff. And then we give them this, which is full of all kinds of stuff. Talks about our safe place. We we uh, have cards in here. We have things that identify us, information. And then we have this little card in here. This little card right here. And we want to get that card. What has that got to do with the glory of God? We want to get that card for the glory of God. We want to find out who that person is, and we want to know that we're thrilled that they came. And we want to treat them, and we want to send them, we want to communicate. Three times we communicate with them in that week by phone call, by letter, by email, and then we send them a gift, and we just say thanks for being with us, and we follow them up. And uh, they go into this box here, which is first-time visits, and the first-time visitors, they get a gift card sent to them. And then if they happen to show up the second time, their card moves to the second-time box. And then if they've been here twice, their card moves to the third-time box. And if they get to the third-time box, they pull my tie and they get a lollipop. <laughs> Not really. It's just kidding. But we really see that these people are tracking. They're serious. And that then we want to start to make sure that we're making a direct personal connect with them. Because, wow, like three times in a row, that's a big deal. How many of you people have actually come to church here three times in a row? Are you sure, Gord? I don't know. This last three weeks in a row? You, yes? Good for you. Because that's not very common these days. Ben, three times in a row? Really? Good for you. Cheryl? No, you weren't. You were away one week. Uh, but I was at a church. You were at another church. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess that's close. Yeah. All right. Okay. So but why do we do that? Because do people that. make a, an incredible effort to come and check out Impact Church. Yeah, a lot of these people weren't even invited either. They just came on their own. Yeah. You know, they might have seen the website or drove by, saw the sign, or just came to town and had some real estate agent, and they're going, if trying to find a church, go to that place. And that happens. So, sorry? Sid Roth? Well, I, I'm sure Josh was. They might have talked about me on Sid Roth because I'm I'm pretty interesting. <laughs> but but wow. uh, uh, well, I am interesting. I didn't say anything more than that except I'm interesting. You know, but but so so that's important. Like we do this intentionally on purpose in every way. We really do that. And and Madeline's in charge of tracking the folks and doing all those things. And it's so good. I hear her on the phone. She's calling folks and and tracking with people and doing those things. So that's all good. So let's say that so Pastor person. Pastor Carl, what's our philosophy? for the greeting team like what are the four things that they need to know the four things they need to know yeah what are they pastor Sean? <laughs> so we want to make sure were kind of our greeted? philosophy is to be happy to be greeted to be treated to be directed and to be, be seated. seated and so we want our ushers and everyone who's front of the house anyone who's meeting someone to understand that it's our responsibility one to greet someone and to greet them warmly and with a smile and then we want to treat them we want to show them if they need a coffee where the cafe is we want to give them directions sometimes you can come into a building and you're lost you don't know where to go for children's church you don't know where to go for the bathrooms you know anything so it, it really is a responsibility of the deacons and the ushers and anybody serving in front of the house that we understand that we 
we want to make sure that every single guest who comes to Impact Church is greeted warmly, they're treated well, they're directed and don't feel lost walking around the building, and then if they need assistance seating, then we help them get seated True. as well. Because that's been, really a big, you got seven minutes to make a first seven impression. Seven minutes. And Pastor Carl hasn't even preached yet, and there's been no worship. Nothing. So that team has a huge responsibility to make yeah. sure that people feel welcomed and cared for. So the reason most people haven't stayed in their church is you folks, it's not me. Because <laughs> seven minutes they've decided, I haven't even said a word yet, and they've already decided whether they're coming back or not. So, so we're doing all this because you guys need to smarten up. Okay, just saying. You know, I've been greeted better at Budweiser Center when I've gone to see Bob Dylan play than in most churches. You know, I've, they've greeted me right away. They brought me in, told me where my seat was, and a little flashlight, get you to your seat. It's amazing what they'll do. When you come to some church, nobody even says hi. And yet, so here's the thing. Has anybody ever invited somebody that are home for dinner? Ever done that before? Ever? Yeah. How many won't put your hand up for anything, no matter what I say? Okay. But, but if you do that, right, you're, you think about them. Like, if you knew ahead of time that they're vegan, which is the same as being demon-possessed, but if... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's awful. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where that came talking. from. You want me to stop talking? <laughs> so, so it's not. It's not. I'm just kidding. It's on my own personal opinion. But, um, but if you knew that, you would prepare food based on that, right? Yeah. You would, you'd be, if you knew they had a, like a peanut allergy, you wouldn't serve them peanuts, right? But, and, and that's you. That's just us. That's just us. Now, now, you are representing Almighty God, and you're saying, come to the house of God. I mean, how much more should we not want to be over the top with how we're going to treat people who welcome them to my Father's house? Yeah. You know? And you want them to experience your, and you want to represent Him absolutely the best. And it's not a small thing. It's not like, oh, it's just phony pretense. Are you kidding? We're doing that because I'm doing this as unto the Lord, and anything you do to Him, you do just with excellence, because, man, people came to my father's house, and I'm so blessed to serve them in that process. The biggest thing that's going on in their life is their connection with God, and I want to serve that. I want to usher that. I want to help that, and I want to help them have an amazing experience with him. So that's got a big deal to do with the big concept, the glory of God. So let's say that person came, and they, they just wandered in. They don't never checked out church, don't know. And, you know, every single service, what do we do at the end of every single service? Thank you. All right, good. How many knew that, but you were afraid to answer out loud? Okay. Caitlin again. No, you're just scratching your head. Okay. But we do that, and it doesn't matter if we preached on, you know, uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. <laughs> we could preach on something that doesn't seem to be a, a soul-winning service kind of a thing. But you know what? People are in the presence of God, so we will always go for, would you like to accept that God accepts you? Would you like to accept that he's forgiven you, loves you, and he wants you to be a part of the family? Now, if we do that, we'll ask people to put up hand, we'll pray with them, and then people are trained to go and follow up with them. And we do have this. It's a three-part thing here that uh, we fill out, and then one part goes to them, and one part goes into the office, and one part is given to the person that we're going to assign to follow up with them. How many think if somebody is going to come and give their lives to Jesus that we should pay attention and they should be followed up with? So we actually have a very serious process for following up with people. So we have a system for tracking people who give their lives to Jesus. Think that's a good Anybody think that's a good idea? We do that intentionally on purpose, and people are trained to do that. And so we do that as well. So that's all tracked, and Madeline helps us track that, and people are trained to do that. And you know what? If you want to do that, we'd love to train you to be a part of that team because we need help with that team. So what we do then is it, 
they move on to this. And a new convert would move directly into, this is the new believers package. They get the uh, living, the impact life. They'll be discipled through that. They'll get that whole booklet, that whole sheet. Thank you, Van. That's awesome. And so they will go through that. Now, uh, along with that, their next step with that would be, that's five weeks. Five weeks, and uh, we've got one person on Sunday, except the Lord already signed and already set up with a discipler who's going to disciple them, and that's already set up. We had another person accepted the Lord, but said, I'm not ready to do whatever that is. That sounds creepy, but we're going to stay with them. We're going to follow up with that person, because how many of the first time somebody said, we want to disciple you, said that was kind of creepy? How many? All eyes closed, heads bowed. I would. I'd go, like, leave me alone, dude. That was personal. But then we go to the Gospel in 10. If you haven't read the Gospel in 10, please do. I think Paul Ellis has served the body of Christ beautifully by putting that together. Even if you've been a believer for 500 years, I really think you should read the Gospel in 10, even if you think you've read everything that's real, real good. So what are the 10 words, Pastor Carl? So the, the Gospel words. in 10, the premise is you can tidy up the Gospel in 10 words. And so he really hammers home that you're saved, you're forgiven, you're loved, you're holy, you're righteous. You're accepted. You're accepted. Yeah. You're forgiven. You're, I think I said that. Yeah. Union. Union's Union is a big that's deal. That's what I miss. Union is like one of my favorites. And so we love this approach and we love using this tool because if you can get new converts kind of solid and really kind of set in the fact that they're loved by God, that they're forgiven, that they're accepted, that they're in union, that they're royal, then you know what? Um, they're well on their way to having a very fulfilling walk with God without all the rules and regulations of a, a religious-laden experience with God. So this is really important to us. Really important. Mm -hmm. So in all of that, like we track people. We track them. Like this, this, uh, is, this book right here is, is actually the Impact Church Attendance book. And like I could pick just one of you right now and I could tell you how your life's been going. And it's not that we're trying to spy on you. No. But um, uh, what, when, you, when you count things, you, you're serious about uh, growing and your, what, what, you, what you count grows and what you measure grows. And so we want to measure if we're growing. And we're very forensic with you know, measuring if we're growing. Are our systems working? Are they helping us to grow people and grow community? And then the other purpose of the um, attendance is, um, you know, sometimes someone's been missing for a month, something's gone on in their life, and no one's called them. And so by doing this, you know, we as a team will sit around, I haven't seen this person for like three weeks, well, I'll give them a call, make sure they're okay. Yeah. And so it's really just making sure that people are cared for and pastored as well. Now, yeah. that'll be fun to do when we grow to five, six hundred, a thousand people. We're not sure how we'll scale that, but for now, we track people and we want to make sure that they're okay. Yeah, our process right now might not be scalable, but we're going to have to do it. So, because we we really want to track with people, we really want to make sure that people are cared about, loved, and they're significant and they're followed up with. So, we even have the greeting. This is the welcome package for kids church, and this is what they would get for first time in kids church. So, they get their welcome package as well, and so that's all important for that. So they get stickers and candies and and something like Glitter sort of fruity and, and healthy, like a cherry, good. something, something. <laughs> and I thought it was a pizza, but apparently it's not. So 
would be good. So uh, you, you get into follow. We want them to follow, right? So we want them to enjoy. We want them to follow. We want them to connect. So we got lots of groups. We got small groups are really important. We encourage everybody to get into a small groups. So we have all kinds of different small groups. This year, we've been doing the Jesus trip. We've been going through the whole Bible. We started in, in right at the beginning in Genesis, and we've been tracking chronologically through the Bible for the whole year. So this year, instead of breaking up into uh, topical groups, we've just all stayed tracking together with uh, our guides for uh, small groups and small group leaders are all trained uh, hosts are trained all those things are done so we have training we've got guides we got schedules we got all those things so all those things are provided for small groups and we encourage everybody to get into a small group and our small groups are there's three seasons a year we do small groups and they're 10 weeks a season and then we break it up just in case you got into a small group with you know Pastor Cheryl Pastor Cheryl and she annoyed you and you get to change groups in 10 weeks you can hang with it for 10 weeks my god thank god that's over i can move to another group you know you ever been in a church where you're in a small group and you're you're stuck, stuck in that group for like forever and oh. uh you just went oh i'm getting tired of small group i can't do it anymore anyways those are awesome but this way we we you can you know move <laughs> So uh, our, we offer small groups in homes, and we do offer small groups here, and we usually have a youth group that meets here on Wednesday nights as well. So all yeah. of the small groups that we uh, meet here meet on Wednesday nights, and then we do have a few that meet throughout the city as we well. We like to party a lot. We do picnics together on purpose. We do picnics. We do, uh, this week we've got our, uh, our, our Impact, uh, Connect, Impact rib Connect as Rib Fest. We've got our Rib Fest going on. So we like to do other things. We're outside of the sitting in chairs looking at the back of people's heads. You get to connect with people and get to know people so we have small groups and then we have congregational size groups we got our young adults we got our our connect group the older adults and some of those things and we got rama group we have rama group for seniors that's the most vibrant group in the whole church i mean they're awesome and so we got we do all of those things intentionally so people can foster and build communities so all those things happen i'm not sure why this is here zach because it was just there to fill room on the table it was good, it was good. and this was fun that was the picnic. The picnic. I knew that was the picnic. So we do a lot of those things intentionally and on purpose. Okay, so that's all about connecting and all those things. So after you're connecting, the next thing is uh, discovering. Mm -hmm. And so discovering is uh, even in this start of this thing in your books for uh, the family business, we wanted you to do some tests. Now, how many people actually did your tests and sent us in the information? Pretty awesome. Desmond and Davika, you guys did it. You can put your hand up. Desmond, you can put your hand up now. I've got Davika's Devika right here. did yours and she sent it in. Well, you can still do it. She did it for you. That's okay. You can still say it. I've got Davika's just survey, her Myers-Briggs results, her spiritual gifts survey. And did you get her strength finders too? Yep. What were so her strength finders? Discipline, strength? belief, responsibility, focus. I have focus. And develop. And develop. Wowzers. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are good yeah. talents. And her Myers-Briggs is ENTJ. I hope you don't mind that I just told everybody. I'm ESTJ, so there you go. I told everybody mine, too. So these are really helpful because it helps to really paint a full picture of who you are. So there's a spiritual gift survey. There's a personality survey, how you lead survey. And then the strength finders identifying your natural talents. And so they don't become real strengths until you add skill and knowledge to those talents, but you don't know, you can't add skill and knowledge to something you don't know. And so the strengths finder is all about developing and discovering who you are and your natural and talent. And we've got these in the bookstore and yeah. we do that with people. So. so we do all of the surveys. We're telling you about the surveys because we Three want Three colors to, of ministry, we use that a lot too. We want to, as ministers, place you in a, in a, in a place where you can serve and feel fulfilled. There's nothing worse than... 
um, doing a ministry and you're not suited to it whatsoever, it's, you might as well just stick a fork in your eye. So yeah, We had a lady who said, I'm going to try Sunday school. The first day she was in, she was getting anxious, going like, I can't stand this. And then she felt like it was safer to say, I can't do this. And then she changed, went to the media team and she loves the media team. But it's great, you know. So, so Ben, what's your Myers-Briggs? Do you remember the four letters? Are you an E or an I? He's oh, going he to look, to it, look up. it up. Pastor Carl, what's your Myers-Briggs? I'm an ENTP. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. King of the jungle. It's true. <laughs> this is our mentoring manual. We go through that. If you want to go through extensive mentoring, you take could take 18 months to two years. We'll take you through a program where we'll take all of your surveys and all those things and spend time with another group and personally, individually, working those things together, working those things out. We've probably done that with 100... ESFP. Wow. I haven't had an ESFP in a long time. That's pretty awesome. Wow. ESFP. Did you check it out and read up on... No. I'm going to read up on it. Did it? Yeah. I'm going to oh, do that good, tonight. Good. I'm going to check it out. Tonight. So it's really important. Do it. We're not like we're not trying to spy on you or you know box you in. We're trying to open the box up and yeah. And some people think, oh, you're defining me. You're putting me in a corner. It really doesn't because when you start to understand how you're wired, it really helps you open up. It helps you to cross the room. We've had people who thought this would be weird, and what they really found out was that I am really unique, and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And they really realized how incredibly unique their gift set, skill set is, and they realized how I now can interact with community. And it really is so releasing. It's freeing. It's not, it's not something that box you in. It actually opens everything up for you. It's mm -hmm. fantastic mm -hmm. stuff. So that's the Discover. We got all kinds of things in Discover track. We also have in that track, we got our uh, Impact Training College. And Impact Training College this uh, semester, we've got a new, a new director of our Impact Training College this year, brand new person who's going to take over doing the uh, Impact Training College here so it's going to be awesome i think it's uh i think it's me that's right it's me so i'm going to be directing that now i'm really looking forward to it too so we're going to change up some of the curriculum we are going to change up some of the curriculum and add some yeah. things to it but it's going to be a lot things of that really flow with our values and, and really yeah. kind of flow with our if you want to go a little industry. deeper and really study and be tested and uh do book you know, reports get a diploma do book reports and you really want to go deeper then we're going to do it but i tell you we're going to have fun i'm looking forward to it. it's mm -hmm. going to be going to be a lot of fun so what else pastor carl uh after that's all discover all those kind of things and that's connect small groups all those things discover and then after you discover you move on to serve and once we've discovered all your stuff we want to plug you in we want to put you somewhere so uh, what you have here is this is like that's our Sunday sheet that's uh, all the different roles. That's worship, media, deacons, guests, ushers, accounting team, nurseries, JK, JK 6 to 11, IK, hello, bookstore, uh, UD, which is uh, ultimate decision people. Then there's host, and there's cafe, and there's altar. So like that's all those, all those lines have to be filled in with people, and people have to fill all of that for us to do church. So we need all of those boxes to be filled with volunteers to do church properly, to do the stuff we do takes people and it means that we really want everybody to be active who wants to come to church and just sit and watch the show it's really not, oh don't do that it's not a show you know, anyway it's right? not a show that's for sure 
<laughs> but I, I mean, I grew up in church, so I love church. But if you told me to come to church and just sit, I, I wanted to always be involved. I wanted to do something. I just sit in a chair, kind of watch, and just drove. He wants crazy. to run the show. <laughs> okay, thank you for coming. Who gave you a microphone? Like, what's going on? Here, you were just so sitting there coming. You weren't here for rehearsal. I'm not sure what you're doing. So, but anyway, then we just simple things like bulletin stuff like that. All those things we've got. I know uh, bulletins using a paper bulletin can seem. Oh my gosh, that's a little bit outdated. But the bulletin provides us an opportunity to uh, give those who are new to the church some basic information. Our, our, you know, how we release children, how we do giving, how we, um, our photo policy, all of those kinds of things. So the bulletin still provides us with a um, a vehicle to give a lot of information out to those who are visiting with us or new guests or newcomers. And this is our deacons book. Like we've got a strategy for deacons. Our deacons have a clear strategy every service. We got every type of guide you can imagine, washroom guides, how to throw a person out properly guide. We've got, uh, you know, and then <laughs> we really have some sorry. We, actually, we had to throw somebody out on Sunday. It was unfortunate. but And you were here and you didn't even know. It happened so well. We're so good at it. You didn't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's it's rare, but sometimes people come and they're odd and, and they pick a fight with we somebody. We have a team of about 12 to 14 deacons. They usually serve in a four-week rotation. And so they're generally here by 9, 9.30, yeah. other than Ray, who's always here, him and, and Sue at 8 o'clock. systems and checklists and things they do. And, and, and then they, they give us notes every week, you know, this yeah. is missing, this happened, can they you check us, this uh, out, this, you know, HVAC wasn't working. And so yeah. they, they provide a good service so that we can come in and we can enjoy the heat and the cool in the summer. And so they help to make the whole environment much more pleasant for all of us. And so there's a system for that. There's a process we follow for all of those things. So it's all important things. But we need people to help us with that because mm-hmm. you, you make a system serve but it for two doesn't years, run itself. But they can you know. serve longer if they want to. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's all about. So that's uh, serving. Now we also, when you get into serving, there's all those areas on that sheet that have to get filled in, right? So, so we want you to do a, a volunteer app. We got a volunteer sheet. So you fill out, you say, hey, I want to volunteer. So we get you one of these, you fill it out, and we want to get you plugged in. So if you want to volunteer in children's ministry or sectors where there's vulnerability issues and we have to get police background checks, we've got to get you set up with our safe place policies and all those things, and all that stuff has to happen. Today, you can't even get any liability insurance, any property coverage, any insurance at all as a church or a charitable organization. You just won't be insured if you're not doing that stuff well. Mm -hmm. And there's some places that check off that they are doing it well, and they're not mm-hmm. and they're in a bad spot but we do it well and you know what if you're if your child is in a little soccer league uh, your coaches are being police checked background checked all those things everybody wants to be sure that your little league coach is not on the a good guy list. you know and so you know what when you come to church it should be done better mm-hmm. it should be done well it should be done with excellence so people should know that church is a safe place mm-hmm. and, and then it's uh, a safe place for our workers as well everything because um, our plan to protect our safe place policies uh, protect all of our volunteers as well and so nobody's allowed to work alone all of those kind of things and so it's not only for protecting children but it's for protecting those who serve at impact church as well so who has not filled out your volunteer app yet why haven't you filled it out yet? I don't know what you're waiting for. Because uh, don't be a consumer. You know, come on. So we want you to we want you to get involved. And we do. Uh, you came to Impact Church. And you know what? At Impact Church, they want to use me. Yes, we do. We want to engage you, involve you. And we want to plug you in a place of ministry. And we want you to... Because you'll never feel fulfilled unless you're engaged. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good fun. It's good fun. 
Isn't it fun? How do you think it's fun? I mean, you're engaged in teams. Do you have a good time, Ben, when you're serving here? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good stuff. We got worship teams, all those other things. So we have process to engage all those things. And uh, we want you to get involved. We want to engage you and use your gifts and your talents. So those are all important. So that's serve. And serving is good, right? Because mm-hmm. whatever you worship, you serve. Amen? Yep. Okay, so uh, moving right along, we've got uh, from serving we go to... Giving, is that right? Mm-hmm. So giving, so just give me your credit card or whatever, we shove it in there, and I pick a number. <laughs> and it's a win-win for everybody. But no, we have all kinds of ways you can give. You can give online, you can do uh, you can direct. Go through PayPal, PayPal, you can do an EFT. We have two giving stations, one out in the foyer counter back there, and Another one in, in the, the bookstore. bookstore. You and can do it the old-fashioned way. We got envelopes. You can fill out the envelope, check or cash. How many like giving cash? Because it feels like you're giving. I never have cash. Well, do it sometime. Put that two thousand dollars in the envelope so you can feel it. You can feel that you gave. You know, sometimes the check or just the touch of the button doesn't feel like it. But when you seriously take that lump of money and put it in the bucket. So about giving, we do actually have um, people who serve the church by counting every Sunday. And so they go in right as soon as offerings taken, and they're generally in there for a good hour trying to decipher your chicken scratch and Egyptian hieroglyphics. So um, when a person gives at Impact Church, if you're new to Impact Church, as soon as you give and you put it in an envelope with your full name and address, the office assigns you a number. And you can find your number either in the bookstore or at the counter back there in the blue binder. I'm telling you, it's so helpful for the counting team if you just put your number right there so that um, they can track your giving. And then we still, as a nation, are allowed to um, give charitable receipts to help you at your income tax time. But please write clearly, put your full name, your full address, your full postal code, and please put your number on. As soon as you use an envelope, you are assigned a number, and you can find it in the blue book. We update it once a month, and so, yeah. So it's If you give online or the other areas, all those things, we just make sure it gets sent to your Yeah, it gets to the accounting team. And then we got a whole financial edge accounting program and everything we use, which is all auditable and all those things, and so everything is tracked really well, and then we report the government each year and you know uh, stay in the up and up and stay happy with uh, EFC and all those other groups that we are held accountable with uh, financially and our books are every every month our books are completely audited by our local eldership as well and they go through and uh, approve the finances every month as well and everything is yes we have an annual we have a meeting where we set the annual budget anything above and beyond the budget we have minutes for we keep our minutes and then the elders are they're given and report every single month so they can see uh, where the banks are at and what's gone on in the bank. Every check is rate laid out for them. So, you know, we try and do everything very upfront and very accessible. So uh, the other thing is inviting. And there's only one person in this room who was invited to church. How many just are going to invite somebody this week? I tell you, our website invited people. Thank you. I see that Facebook and I see that hand too. Thank you. But we should invite. We should, and we've got. uh, If you don't know how to invite, we've got cards here. These are neat cards. Uh, How many have actually used one of these cards? Mm -hmm. I have. 
Good, I have too. And and we we uh, were at Tim Hortons and we bought for the person behind us. And then Cheryl wanted to wait in the parking lot to see how happy they were that somebody paid for their stuff. You know, so this is just an act of kindness card. Smile, you just experience an act of kindness, and uh, has Impact Church in the back and talks about us. But uh, you can go through Tim Hortons and say, hey, you know what? I want to pay for the person behind me, and can you give them this card? And I did that one day, but the person behind me was a truck full of uh, workers, and it was seven people in the truck, and it was seventy-eight dollars. I said, can I do the person behind them? So, <laughs> I said, not, not them. I'm not doing them. I'm not, not feeling that right now. Yeah. No. But anyway, we got those cards. We also got, you know, we're saving a seat for you cards. You just, you just keep a few of those in your wallet because you might run into somebody and you get in a conversation about church. Hey, actually, I go to this church. And you give it to them. It's got the website and those things so they can track on that. And so we got a bunch of different types of cards, invite cards. And you should always have three or four of those in your wallet. Who has three or four of those in their wallet all the time right now? Four people. Did you see my hand? Five. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Really? Okay. So, <laughs> not sure I about that. I think it's that card in you my hand. You think it's that card? Yeah. It's, it's in my truck. Card. It's in your truck. All right.